When people told themselves their past with stories, explained their present with stories, foretold the future with stories, the best place by the fire was kept for the storytellers. This transformation may have altered your stress response mechanism. What? He's saying that you have the proportionate excitability of a puppet your size. I don't believe in quarreling with it. I mean, we're all entertainers, you know, we make people happy, but f*** him. Please, sir, uh, my name is Kermit the Frog, and, and we... We were all out of the zoo one day. I was doing some acting, walking on the railing of the... Exhibit. I fell in. Everyone screamed and Tommy jumped in after me, forgetting that he had blueberries in his front pocket. The just went wild. They jumped all over his body and threw him around like a ragdoll to get to those blueberries. Everyone panicked and cried out for somebody to help, but it was too late. The beat him to death before the zookeepers could gas them all. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is best puppet of all time this week, maybe. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Well, tonight we've got Karen. Howdy. AJ Singh. Hello, everybody. And John Champion. Good to be back, everybody. So uh, we've got 32 puppets of all kinds, uh, some of them the character's puppet, others the, uh, the performer, I guess, is the puppet. Uh, we set them up in elimination tournament-style brackets, which you can download from geekfights.net. Uh, we pit one against the other, put it to a vote, winner moves on to the next round, where it all begins again, until one of them is crowned the best puppet. Uh, as always, you can determine the criteria uh, that you use pick the winner of each uh, any reason you want as long as it supports your choice and makes sense to you we uh, call that geek logic and it's the heart of any geek fight all right let's start the fights jump right in karen this one is yours it is pinocchio versus triumph the insult comic dog that's too easy that's that's pinocchio triumph is Nothing more than rubber. He has no actual parts. It it's crazy, and Pinocchio has heart and uh, a thumb. <laughs> vote for Pinocchio, Mike. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll also go uh, with Pinocchio. Um, one of of Triumph's uh, shticks was mocking geeks in line at a Star Wars movie, and uh, you know this was this was back when we were still uncool. Not like now when geeks are cool. Uh, so fuck Triumph, and uh, I'm voting for Nokia. AJ, you know what? I couldn't agree more, Mike. Um, there, it, he's just lame. I mean, Triumph—he's funny at times, but he really is just—it gets old real quick. And he didn't pick on nerds, so therefore I veto him. A vote for Pinocchio. I will be voting for insult. The tri- uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog. 
Uh, he's very funny in small doses, and that's what they used him in small doses. In the ten year, the what five years that he appeared on Conan O'Brien, they used him probably what a half hour, hours worth of time. That's a lot. That's very small, and I like him a lot. So I'm gonna go with insult or triumph. Oh, I'm so tired, John. You know, I, I have to say that uh, Pinocchio is uh, such a well-rounded, smart, uh, intellectual, heartfelt character for me to poop on. Um, this goes to triumph. I mean, come on. That segment of him uh, mocking the fans waiting in line and using Spock to mock the fans waiting in line for one of the Star Wars prequels, that's comedy gold. So uh, even though I know it's a losing proposition, triumph. That's my vote. A vote for Triumph, but Pinocchio moving through into the next round. On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Willie from the Twilight Zone versus Falcor. Uh, this one is totally Willie for me. Uh, that little ventriloquist dummy just scared the shit out of me. A vote for Willie. Uh, AJ. Yeah, I watched this week on Netflix just because I saw him on the list and I want to know more about him, and he is really creepy. However, I'm the one that submitted Falcor, and I've always wanted a luck dragon. I'm going to vote for Falcor. Uh, vote for Falcor. Uh, I've got to vote for Falcor. Falcor! Atreyu! Falcor! Atreyu! I love Falcor. I love that movie. Never ending story! Uh, John! Now, you know, I, I, I watched NeverEnding Story again uh, for DVD Geeks, and uh, I just wasn't as happy with it as I was when I was, you know, 10, um, or however old I was when I saw it. Uh, but Willie, that character, that just gets into your mind, and it keeps you scared well into adulthood. So, uh, Willie. A vote for Willie. It is all tied up and comes down to you, Karen. Uh, yeah. I have to vote for Falcor because I used to have a recurring dream of feeding those little red strawberry fruit snacks to Falcor with Jared. That's just weird. A vote for Falcor. And Falcor moves on. We are on to our next fight. AJ, this one is yours. It is King Kong versus Warren the Ape from Greg the Bunny. Well, I gotta go with King Kong here. I mean, you grew up with him, even with the, some of the crappy remakes that were not worth watching. It's still, it's King Kong. King Kong is awesome. He's great. You gotta love him. A vote for King Kong. Um, I have met both Warren the Ape and Greg the Bunny uh, at a wedding, oddly enough. They were at a wedding at Star Trek The Experience. It was a bizarre scenario because they were, wa they were in the wedding procession on... Uh, pillows with the puppeteer underneath working them. So I've got to vote for Warren the Ape. Uh, John? Yeah, you know, King Kong is cool and, it, and it's a classic, um, but to me it's a one-trick pony. Warren the Ape is hilarious, and just e even the shortest little clips of uh, Warren the Ape and Greg the Bunny, I could watch over and over and over again. Uh, if you're not familiar, watch the Pulp Fiction parody they did. It's amazing. So, uh, War on the Ape, all the way. A uh, vote for War on the Ape. Karen? I like King Kong, so I'm just going to vote for him without uh, justification. A uh, vote for King Kong. It's all tied up. Coming down to you, Mike. 
Uh, yeah, a, um, giant ape beats a normal ape, uh, especially when one is, uh, king. So, King Kong. And King Kong moving on into the next round. On to our next fight. <sighs> it is Kermit the Frog versus Madam Trash Heap. I love Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog is my favorite character of all time. And I cried when he died. Now, I know what you're thinking. Kermit the Frog is still around? He's not fucking dead. Jim Henson was Kermit the Frog. Jim Henson did all those early movies, everything you ever saw before his death. He was Kermit the Frog. When he died, Kermit changed, and he lost a little bit of his soul. And I miss that Kermit, and I love Kermit the Frog, and there's no way you will ever hear me vote against him. Kermit the Frog. John? I, you know, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think Madam Trash Heap is, uh, is a trash heap. Good, I get it. Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog's got soul. And uh, I love Kermit. Always have. And I'm looking forward to the new Kermit, even though it's not Jim Henson. More Kermit. A vote for Kermit the Frog. Karen. Uh, I have to go with Madam Trash Heap. I know she's going to lose because Kermit is so very Kermit. But she was always there for the Fraggles. If they needed advice, she was there. If they needed a jaunty song, she was there. And she would go, the madam, the trash heap is spoken. Yeah. I think. I don't want. And I'm tired. Madam Trash Heap. A vote for Madam Trash Heap. Mike? Uh, I am going to vote for Kermit as well. Um, I think in, uh, in this particular case, it, uh, it is a little easy to be green. A vote for Kermit and AJ. Well, a jaunty songs notwithstanding, um, when I was little, I had to watch, the only time I could watch Fraggle Rock was in Spanish, and that really detracts from the, any amount of enjoyment you can get watching Fraggle Rock if you're not high. So therefore, I'm gonna give it to Kermit, because he's always, he's been there forever, he's great, so, Kermit. Uh, vote for Kermit the Frog, and Kermit the Frog moves on, we are on to our next fight, it's another Muppet, it is Fozzie Bear. Versus King Friday the 13th from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and the Land of Make-Believe. Uh, that's me, right? Yeah, I think uh, this is pretty easy. Um, I would much rather hang out with uh, Fozzie the Bear any day of the week. King Friday, he's a king. He's, he's tiny, he's a little tiny king, and he goes around doing king things. I think that gets boring after a while, so um, my vote goes to Fozzie. A vote for Fozzie, Karen? Waka waka. Um, I like King Friday the 13th. I always liked... The puppets were my favorite part of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. The five minutes he took to put on and take off his fucking cardigan and shoes, could completely do without. I liked the puppets. A vote for King Friday. Mike? Uh, I will uh, also go with Fozzie. Uh, he, he really was... Uh, I guess as bad as it sounds, the Muppet I identified with the most. That doesn't make me feel good about myself, but it's true. A vote for Fozzie Bear. AJ! You know, Mr. Rogers may have been a badass sniper and everything, but Fozzie's just awesome. I'm, I'm voting Fozzie. A vote for Fozzie Bear, and I would have voted for Fozzie, but I do have to give a little love to King Friday. Uh, 
my the uncle that the middle name comes from was childhood friends with Mr. Rogers, and I met Mr. Rogers, you know, when I was like two. So I, I've got to give a little love to him. But Fozzie Bear is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Karen, this one is yours. It is Grover versus Captain Scarlet from Captain Scarlet and the Mysterions. Super Grover! I vote for Super Grover. A vote for Grover. Mike? Yeah, I gotta second that Grover. I don't know who Captain Scarlet is. Another vote for Grover. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna skip me and AJ to go to John, because John put him on here. Go ahead. Okay, let me explain something about Captain Scarlet here. For, for all you haters, be learners. Captain Scarlet carries a gun, he drives a spaceship, and he has the voice of Cary Grant. You're pretty much in puppetdom, it doesn't get any better than that. So, uh, when Jerry Anderson was done with, like, Thunderbirds and all that stuff, he came out with a slick, sophisticated kind of puppet that could kick any other puppet's ass. That puppet is Captain Scarlet. And, he's immortal. Beat that. A vote for Captain Scarlet. AJ! You know, I, I want to agree with you, but I've never seen it. So, if I had seen it, I might go for that a little bit, but Grover's just kind of cool. So, I'm going with Grover. Sorry, guy. A vote for Grover, and uh, yeah, I, 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 the only reason I, I did that was because maybe you would have changed my vote, but goddamn, Grover isn't my favorite Muppet from Sesame Street. Uh, Grover is the shit, dude. Like, I, I love the fuck out of Grover. Oh, wait, I love the gro- fuck out of another one that's on this list, too. But Grover gets another point. Grover is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Gary Johnston from Team America versus, what is this, Agra? I don't know how to pronounce her name. Agra. Um, I will go with uh, Agra, uh, even though I don't actually specifically remember which puppet this was. Um, I remembered uh, that I really liked puppets in that movie, so Agra. And that movie is Dark Crystal, those of you that can't see that. <laughs> AJ? You know, I want to show Dark Crystal some love, but um, America, fuck yeah. I mean, that's just great. Durka Durka Mama Jihad. Uh, a vote for Gary Johnston. This is actually a hard one for me because I do like Dark Crystal a lot. Uh, the character Agra, I don't remember which one she is, but I, I, I've seen her picture, so I do remember, but I don't actually remember Dark Crystal because I still love it from my childhood so i didn't go back and watch it and have it ruined by logic so uh but gary johnson got johnston he he has a puppet sex scene and he has a gallons and gallons of cum that he shoots onto the girl's face like lots of it i i think i have to vote for the puppet sex scene and it was really awkward it went on for like 10 minutes uh gary johnston john yeah, I, I mean, even if Team America wasn't, I think, the best thing that uh, Matt uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone did, I get that right? I hope I got it right. Even if that's not my favorite project of theirs ever, um, I love the fact that that movie pushed the envelope, and um, I, I think Gary Johnson is uh, right up there. Right up there with Captain Scarlet, by the way, another kick-ass puppet who uh, has not seen his due on this show, but... Uh, if Gary moves on, then I'm a happy man. A uh, vote for Gary and Karen. 
I'm voting for Agra. She is the puppet, sort of the short, wide, matronly one with the really cool planetarium that gets, um, you know, that helps the the kids to escape. And um, I just felt like she was one of the best parts of that movie. The rest of them were doing the hero journey thing. Um, and she was, I think, someone a little deeper. Uh, so I vote for Agra. A vote for Agra, but Gary Johnston is moving on. We are on to our next fight. AJ, this is yours. We are at our first unknown mystery fight of the episode. We've got Crow T. Robot from Mystery Science Theater 3000 versus an unknown. Uh, this unknown has a rubber ducky. You're the one that makes bath time lots of fun. It is Ernie from Sesame Street. AJ, go ahead. Oh, that is so rough. That's just... Oh, that's a whole lot of not right there. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Crow. Because I've had more fun watching Mystery Science Street Theater 3000 than watching Ernie in Spanish. So, I'm going to go with that. Uh, vote for Crow. Um, I will be voting for Ernie. Uh, I would be the smelliest motherfucker on earth if it wasn't for him because he taught me that bath time is lots of fun. Robert Duck, you're my favorite fan to do. I love Ernie so much, so I've got to vote for Ernie. John? Yeah, I, you know, I grew up with Ernie. I have mad love for Ernie. Um, but sometimes it just comes down to a decision of if I had to reach something on the shelf right now and throw it in the DVD player, what would I grab? And I would grab MST3K. So uh, I love Crow. I think he's one of the strongest characters on that show. So uh, vote for Crow. A uh, vote for Crow. Karen. I'm all over Ernie. I think he uh, single-handedly brought back the rubber ducky as a fashion. And uh, I could play that song on the piano. A uh, vote for Ernie. It is all tied up and it comes down to you, Mike. Uh, I'm going to go with Crow. Um, I was always more of a Burt, man. Yeah, look at that. We we voted out the first gay puppet. Look at that. First gay <laughs> puppet. We vote him out. Yeah, I see how we are. We don't like the gay puppets out there. But Crow! Get up the ass. <laughs> they do all take it up the ass. <laughs> Crow moving on. Are uh, you sure Fozzie's not gay? I'm positive Fozzie's not gay. Well, I'm not positive. But Bert, Bert and Ernie actually do live together in separate beds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, Crow moves on. On to our next fight. It is Rigel from Farscape versus E.T. Um, I was terrified of E.T. E.T. as a child. I am terrified as, of Rigel as an adult. So I'm going to go with E.T. now. Because so, I can still watch E.T. Uh, John? Uh, you know what? This is pretty easy, actually. I I'm going to go with E.T. I'm not the biggest fan of E.T. in the world, but I think I'm uh, slightly less a not big fan of E.T. than I am not a big fan of Farscape, if that made sense. So we're going E.T. It did not make sense, but that's fine. <laughs> it doesn't have it's to. Geek logic. Exactly. <laughs> a vote for E.T. Karen? I'm voting for Rigel. I think that they did bold things by choosing to use a puppet to get beyond the absolute humanoid 
that many science fiction shows have to go to in order to have a character that is not a humanoid. They just don't do it. So they have Rigel. Not only is he small and a puppet, he's got a completely alien physiology. Um, and after a little while of watching it, you for, you stop seeing him as a puppet. He starts to be Rigel. A uh, vote for Rigel, Mike. Uh, I I'm gonna go for ET. Um, just you know, here based entirely on the the technical execution of of the puppet. I mean, the uh, certainly there were different kinds of puppets. Uh, ET was controlled mostly through uh, you know mechanisms like uh, you know, the the face was all done you know through remote control more so than like a hand being stuck up it. But still, it was a remarkable achievement and an amazingly complex performance that had to carry... I mean, he's the title character of the movie. And if you did not buy E.T. as a a living, breathing thing interacting with those people, that movie doesn't work. And, you know, it became the highest grossing movie of all time in its day. So I think that means it worked. A vote for E.T. and A.J. Well, I'm going to go with E.T., and I'll explain why. It's I haven't really gotten into Farscape that much. I mean, I watched a couple episodes. I've got it queued up on my Netflix. But I haven't really followed it enough to go to outvote E.T., which is one of my all-time favorite movies. So it's definitely E.T. And E.T. moves on. On to our next fight. John, this one is yours, and it's possibly the funniest fight we're going to have this whole episode. <laughs> it's Snuffleupagus versus the Alien Chestburster. This is kind of hard, though, because um, I, I don't know. How do you judge it? Which is more cool? Which one would you want in your house? Um, it, it's really tough to say. You know, in uh, in favor of Stephalopagus, uh, Stephalopagus is probably kinder, nicer to be around than an alien chestburster. And um, in a pinch, if, uh, you know, like the food shortage, then a, one Snuffleupagus could probably feed your whole block for like a month. So that would be great. Uh, alien chest burster, you don't want that in your chest. That's, that's not a good time. Um, but there might be some interesting alien technology, alien biology to be found there, uh, to be used and uh, molded to our will. So... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I have to go with the alien chest burster on this one, uh, even though Stephalopagus is just slightly more cuddly. A vote for the alien chest burster. Karen? I'd like to think that if you were to take one and put it in the environment of the other, like the chest burster on Sesame Street, um, that, that clearly the chest burster would win in that situation. Um, Except for I don't think they, they take animals, do they? Or imaginary friends. So he even if they took real things, he'd be all by himself. He'd basically be the Eeyore of Sesame Street. Um, but if you took Snuffleupagus and put him on an alien ship, I think they might just leave him alone. Because he's imaginary. So Snuffy wins. Uh, vote for Snuffleupagus. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with the chest burster. Uh, you know, when when Snuffleupagus first came up on this list, 
uh, you know, there was some some talk about how much you define a a puppet versus someone in a costume or people in a costume. But uh, I don't even think I need to go there. The the chestburster is the central piece of a moment of film history. I mean, that chest-bursting scene in Alien was when you really understood that this this was not the science fiction movie you were expecting. Um, that really changed the movie. And, you know, I, I had never seen anything that kind of graphic and intense in a movie before. Uh, you know, I was I was pretty young when that came out. And, uh, you know, that was not something that you really saw in science fiction. So uh, I'm going to have to go with the chestburster. Uh, vote for chestburster. DJ. Well, when I first saw this list, I had a picture of the Snuffleupagus with the chestburster coming out with foam and felt and fur flying everywhere, followed by a Snuffleupagus death whale. And I just went, well, i got to go for the chestburster because that just sounds like this, the Sesame Street I wanted to see when I was a kid. So. A vote for Alien Chestburster. Um, Snuffleupagus is imaginary, so he could not be hurt by the Alien Chestburster. I'm sorry, he, he is. Well, he was. He's not imaginary anymore on Sesame Street, and that kind of upsets me because I like the fact that Big Bird had an imaginary friend. But uh, I'm still going to vote for Snuffleupagus. Fuck you guys for getting rid of him. I love you, Snuffy. Although Snuffy always feels weird because that kind of like leads into snuff film. That's all I ever think of when I hear his name now. Uh, and look at that. He's been snuffed out. Alien Chestburster moves on, and we're on to our next fight. Karen, this one is yours. It is the Rancor versus the Alien Queen. As much as I like the Rancor, I have to vote for the Alien Queen for being a really skillful, skillful puppet. Um, I wasn't entirely sure that she was a puppet until I looked it up and I I just think that she managed to be scary um even though I'm a lightweight on that um and still be a puppet uh, vote for the alien queen Mike yeah I'm gonna vote for the alien queen also uh because when we first got this list or we were first throwing out names when this name came up, my reaction was, oh, shit, yeah, that was a puppet. And it was so incredibly well done that you never really thought of it. I mean, I, I just thought of it as the Alien Queen. I mean, it's, it's artificialness never really enters your mind. And uh, the Rancor got beaten by a skull and a stick. A vote for the Alien Queen. AJ. Well, the way I see it here is that uh, the Rancor was killed in a couple of minutes, whereas the Alien Queen has been in, what, three movies, four movies? It's a, it's a commonly occurring thing because it's good. So, therefore, my vote is for the Alien Queen. Another vote for the Alien Queen? Hmm. I put the Rancor on the list, but only because I just put the Rancor on the list. Uh... He's not really a puppet. He's more stop-motion animation than a puppet. Uh, there's not, like, a guy underneath. Like, the... the in uh, the, the elf that comes out in Empire is way more of a puppet than the Rancor. So, you know what? I'm gonna go Alien Queen. Those kind of puppets. Yeah, I know. Uh, John? 
Yeah, I, I'm going to back up uh, what was said before, that uh, the Rancor is kind of big and dumb and uh, gave us about two minutes of worthwhile screen time. Alien Queen, you have to admire the uh, cunning and the tenacity. So, uh, Alien Queen. And Alien Queen wins in a clean sweep. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Six Shooter from Puppet Master versus Chucky from, well, Chucky. Uh, you know, the Chuck, those, those Puppet Master movies were bad. And, uh, the Chucky movies were a different, far more engaging and entertaining kind of bad. So I will go with Chucky. A vote for Chucky. AJ. You know, Mike, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't sit through the Puppet Master movies, but Chucky, when I I saw it the first time, I'm like, this is kind of creepy. And yeah, I'm I'm voting for Chucky, no doubt. A vote for Chucky. Um, let's see. How old was I when Chucky came out? That's right. The exact same age as the kid in Chucky. And who inappropriately saw Chucky? This kid. And who wanted a My Buddy doll? That's right. My Buddy. Wherever I go, he goes. Yeah, that was a My Buddy fucking doll. Even though they didn't call it My Buddy, I think it was My Best Friend or something like that. I wanted one of those My Buddy dolls, and that ruined that shit for me. Chucky is the most terrifying puppet I've ever seen. I'm scared shitless of him. So I'm going to vote for Chucky. John? I, you know, I'm going to buck the trend here just a little because I, I, I was never a fan really of either the Chucky movies or the Puppet Master movies, but um, I, I just find Chucky to be kind of annoying. You know, like there are some effective scares there, but Chucky kind of became a parody of himself and uh, the later movies are just god awful. So, um, you know, for what it's worth, we'll see Six Shooter here, and uh, maybe that'll shake things up in the voting. A vote for Six Shooter. Care. I think I'm going to go with the opposite of Geek Spite and vote for Chucky because I want to give you a hug, Damon. <laughs> I think that might be Geek Spite, too, in just a slightly different form. And Chucky moves on. And we're on to our next fight. Uh, AJ, this one is yours. It is Waldorf. One of the two guys who sit in the balcony, he's the technically taller one, the guy without the mustache, versus Greg the Bunny. Oh, you know what? I, those two old guys are great, but Greg the Bunny is phenomenal. Plus, I, I voted against Warren the Ape, and I How dare you about that. So, I'm, I'm, my vote is for Greg the Bunny. Greg the Bunny gets a vote. Um, I love Muppets. I love Muppets to death. They are my favorite of all time. And those old fuckers are mean. Like, if you really listen to them, they are mean as fuck. They say some horrible shit, and then they start to laugh, and you laugh. But if you actually listen to what they say, you're like, holy shit, I can't believe they said that. Uh, I did like Greg the Bunny. I met Greg the Bunny, the actual fucking bunny. But I still got to vote for Waldorf. John? Um, yeah, you know, I, I lost so many in the uh, early rounds. So many sacrifices there. And uh, I know that Greg the Bunny was one of my suggestions originally. I love Greg the Bunny. But here's the thing. Greg the Bunny is really best as a foil for Warren the Ape. I think Warren the Ape is where all the funny material is coming from. And Warren the Ape is kind of like the Statler and Waldorf of that show. He's got all the good material. So in this case, I'm going to vote for the writing, and I'm going to vote for Waldorf. 
a vote for Waldorf. Karen. I'm voting for Waldorf because there's kind of a watered down kids version of them on Between the Lions. And that's one of my favorite puppet shows that I didn't put on here because I didn't think anyone but me has ever seen Between the Lions unless you have kids. Uh, vote for Waldorf and Mike. Uh, yeah, I put Waldorf on this list. Uh, I, it sucks that I have to vote against Greg the Bunny um, because certainly in, in in the the I guess puppet world, I guess you know technically the uh, the robot chicken or puppets, um, you know, I giving some some Seth Green love. But uh, yeah, you know, out of all the characters on this list. Waldorf's the one I actually really stand a chance of being. And um, I think I got a vote for that. A vote for Waldorf. And Waldorf goes through. On to our next fight. It's Yoda versus Puppet Angel. And uh, this, I don't know if it's going to be a slaughter fest. It might be. Puppet Angel is alright. It's a funny episode. It's kind of weird. But it's Master Yoda. And Yoda went down in Star Trek versus Star Wars Showdown to Lobot because Mike had some weird fucking logic. So I apologize to you, Puppet Angel. I am voting for Yoda here just because of spite from way back. My vote was Yoda. John? Uh, this is an easy one, man. Yoda. There, there's no spite involved, nothing. It's just Yoda's cool. And he, even. Even CGI Yoda in the later movies or prequel movies was still one of the uh, moderately entertaining parts of those. Uh, but original Yoda, puppet Yoda, that's where it's at. So uh, count my vote for him. A vote for Yoda. Karen. I, I don't know. I always hate to go for the, the... I'm a contrarian, so... I guess I'm still going to have to go for Yoda just because he really was a good puppet. Very cute, good puppet. A vote for Yoda. Mike? Yeah, I mean, it is totally Yoda, but I'm going to vote for Puppet Angel just to kind of balance your spite. My spite. Well, maybe I'll vote for Puppet Angel too. Fuck you, buddy. (laughs) And AJ. (laughs) How does that screw me? I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what? I really want to vote for Puppet Angel because I, I was on the bus on the list, but it's fucking Yoda. You know, the end all be all. Every movie I've seen that has been like, that was Yoda. He's badass. And I can't vote against him. I'm sorry. It's Yoda. Even the ones where he was CGI and not actual puppet Yoda? Even the sad ones where he's animated poorly. Yeah, he's he's a puppet in almost he's a puppet in all of them. It's just there's CGI moments in all of them too. But I know Puppet Yoda. He appears in the uh, the worst Puppet Yoda is actually in uh, Phantom Menace. That's a terrible Puppet Yoda. Yeah, but after uh, Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith, they do a pretty damn good job with Yoda. I thought it was always uh, CGI though. No, he was still a puppet. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. No, man. There's a lot of CGI in that Yoda. There is a lot of CGI in that Yoda. I'm saying that, like, in the council sequences, that Yoda is still a puppet. No, I think it's a CGI. I'm almost positive. 
Well, I would say let's go watch the movie and figure it out, but please let us not watch the movie and figure it out. Well, you know what? I'm going to go watch the movie and figure it out. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. No, I'm joking. <laughs> We've got to finish the first round. Pain. Yoda made it on through. We are on to our next fight. John, this one is yours. This is a hard one for me. I don't know about you. It is Gizmo from Gremlins versus Ludo from Labyrinth. Well, this is a hard one because, you know, Gizmo is uh, cute and everything, uh, but man, what a pain in the ass that would be. Like, it's hard enough to have a dog or a cat you have to be responsible for, but, you know, the rules, like, uh, don't eat after midnight and don't get them wet, you know, because water is only one of the most common elements on Earth or compounds on Earth. Um, so that that's tough, but, you know, Gizmo would probably be more fun to have around than Ludo. Um, so I guess with that logic only, um, and the uh, entertainment value of Gizmo driving around in a uh, toy car, I'll go with Gizmo. I'll vote for Gizmo. Gizmo, my why? Uh, Karen. Who would be fucking badass to have around? He can sing to rocks. Great. <laughs> I love that logic. He can sing to rocks, you know? Almost sold me on that one. Mike? Uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, with Gizmo. Uh, you know, again, just based on, on the puppeteering, uh, there, there was just something very kind of gentle about the, the performance and the fact that they were able to get such a, a rich performance out of what is actually a very, very tiny puppet. Um, so it's a great design, a great sculpt. Uh, it's built so well that the movements are all very real and naturalistic in the hands of a good puppeteer. Uh, it's just a great puppet. A vote for Gizmo. AJ. I'm going to vote for Ludo, and, and here's the reason why. Owning Gizmo is the ir- most irresponsible thing you could possibly do, okay? As I mentioned, you know, it's the most abundant element on our planet. It even falls from the sky. You can't and you can't show it to a friend who sits when they talk or sweats a lot. Okay, and when you when any of those things happen, it, it produces other ones that have actually killed people. So I, I say euthanize Gizmo, and I'm, I'm voting Ludo. <laughs> a vote for Ludo. It is all tied up, and it comes down to me. And uh, I Ludo. Ludo is always scared. He's scared of everything he's a giant thing and he almost isn't a puppet he's more of a guy in a costume but and i love gizmo i love gizmo but y- you're right you do need to use tonight why why the fuck is gizmo allowed to live i don't care how cute and nice and and kind gizmo is you you get him at, at all he has horrible children that eat something after midnight then try and take over new york city like it makes no sense oh but that's such a good movie oh yeah. but so ludo's such a good kid oh this is so hard for me um I, he was a guy in a puppet in a, a suit too there was a late that out there I, there was a late remember don't do that that, that 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 will trigger my geek spike to vote exactly the opposite of whatever you picked. <laughs> well, the other thing too is that if you have a dog that has a bunch of puppies that bite people, then you sterilize the dog. You can't really sterilize Gizmo. You know what I, mean? uh, oh, I bet you could if you tried. You you could maybe. Oh, water? Ludo, 
Gizmo, Ludo, Gizmo. I'm flipping a coin. I am flipping a coin because uh, literally, I love them both. Uh, heads, Ludo, tails. Oh shit! Oh, I'm sitting on it and I'm naked. Oh, that was cold. Uh, well, it was head. It's Ludo. Ludo moves on, and we are at our last fight of the first round. Karen, this one is yours. You've got it's an unknown fight. It's your pick. It's Moki Fraggle Rock versus Jared's pick. And this is Jared's pick. And when he said it, I was like, oh my god, how is this character not on here? It is Uncle Traveling Matt from Fraggle Rock. Go ahead, Karen. Um, you know, I sat around and thought about all of the Fraggles when I picked Moki, and I like her most because she sings good songs. And she's kind of like the stunner fraggle. Um, but in the good way, not in like the paranoid way, because there's one of those two. She's like the really mellow. She's the fraggle that I might like to have around on a daily basis. Um, I would go nuts if I did that with Uncle Traveling Matt. So I'm going to go with Moki. Uh, vote for Moki. Mike? You know, I. I've never seen an episode of Fraggle Rock, so I um I really have absolutely no no dog in this race. I have no no knowledge of either character. Uh, so the only real thing I can go on is Moki because on my list here, uh, it actually says Moki and it says unknown. And since I actually don't remember what the name of the guy you just said is, I will say Moki. <laughs> oh, vote for Moki, AJ. All right. Um, same as Mike. I've I've never seen. Uh, I have no horse in this race. I've never seen this show in English, and so I'm just going to back Karen on this. I'm going with Moki. Uh, vote for Moki. Oh, poor Jared. I'm so sorry, Jared, that you keep getting crushed in the first round. Uh, I was half expecting him to pick Lamb Chop or something. Ooh, Lamb Chop would have been great, but Uncle Traveling Matt is awesome because he's the fraggle that goes out into the real world and sends postcards back to all the fraggles, and he tells about adventures in France and everywhere else. I like, and he's always really spastic. He meets humans. It's weird. Uh, I am going to vote for Uncle Traveling Matt. John? Um, yeah, I'll back you up on that, Uncle Traveling Matt. Uncle Traveling Matt went to outer space. Um, Moki was just high. So, um, and, and I'll, uh, I'll back up Jared's uh, good selection on that. So, throw in my vote for Matt. Uncle Traveling Matt gets a vote. But Moki is moving on into the next round. And we will be back after these short messages, unless we won't be. Maybe we'll never do an episode again. It'll end after this. Hey, this is Crazy Joe. And this is Dave, host of Megapodzilla, the podcast equivalent to a 100-foot radioactive robot lizard, but with horn-rimmed glasses and a pocket protector. <laughs> That's nerdy. We're on the rampage, laying waste to the geek landscape. We'll talk movies, TV, comics, toys, video games. And sometimes we talk turkey. Don't you mean chicken? <laughs> That's right. So check us out at megapodzilla.com. We're also available on iTunes and the Zoom Marketplace. Aw, yeah. And we are 
are back uh, doing what we do every week. It's called Geek Cred. Everybody's got a little bit. Uh, Karen, what is your Geek Cred? Um, I guess I do the Geek Fights blog, so I am good at forming shallow opinions based on Google searches. And uh, I got called an RPG nerd today. Congratulations. Uh, AJ. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm just going to go with one this time. Usually, um, lately, I've been buying out-of-print collectible card games and then having sealed deck tournaments at my house. Everybody brings food. We all drink and play cards, and nobody cares who wins because it's sealed. That's bizarre. <laughs> well, it, I mean, we all used to play them, so it, it kind of works out. Plus, it's cheap, so... You just, you know, you spend $10, you get all the cards you need, and then people come out and we just play. All right. That works. Uh, John, what is your geek cred, sir? Uh, so, among many, I think the one to focus on is DVD Geeks. That's the uh, former TV show slash video show, currently podcast, uh, that we do every week, where we review TV and film on DVD. Going through some changes right now, but keep up with us at dvdgeeks.tv. I say that every week, like clockwork. It's kind of creepy. Good, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> but let's jump back into the fights. Mike, this one is yours. It is Pinocchio versus Falcor. Uh, I am going to stick with Pinocchio. He uh, He's one of the the classics, one of the greats, interpreted uh, in many ways and in, in, in many styles, uh, including uh, pornography, and uh, as a vampire hunter. A vote for Pinocchio. AJ? Well, you almost swayed me on the vampire hunter thing, but I'm going to go with Falcor just because Pinocchio is a, mari- a marionette. However, Falcor is a really complicated puppet. I mean, it's really good to look at, and it's just better. And uh, yeah, that's my vote, Falcor. A vote for Falcor. Um, which one am I going with? I didn't vote for Pinocchio the first time. I don't know if I'm ever going to vote for Pinocchio, but I forgot about the vampire hunter thing. He l- tells lies and breaks off his his nose so he can stab him through the heart, which is really cool. So I think I'm going to go with Pinocchio. John? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'd go with Falcor as kind of the technical achievement, because when we think about Pinocchio, we're thinking about animated Pinocchio, so just as a uh, screen image, Falcor wins. But uh, I think as a character, I still go with Pinocchio. So uh, even though uh, there was a tragedy of losing Triumph the Insult comic dog, I will now be able to throw my vote behind Pinocchio. A vote for Pinocchio and Karen. I'm still going to stick with Falcor. Not only do I have recurring dreams about him, but I really just love Falcor. He's like a big, fluffy pup. He's like the Appa of Neverending Story. Like, I want an Appa, too. An Appa or a Falcor. A vote for Falcor. But Pinocchio is making it on through. We are on to our next fight. AJ, this one is yours. It is King Kong versus Kermit the Frog. Wow, I, I wasn't even prepared to start this one. Um, I was hoping to hear some other arguments first. But, you know what? I'm going to go with Kermit. I mean, I went with King Kong last time, but 
I, I just remember the, the 1975 remake with Jeff Bridges that made me a little sad and my soul farted. It was bad. So, yeah, I'm, I'm voting for um, Kermit. Uh, vote for Kermit the Frog. Um, King Kong has never made me cry. Because I've never been emotionally connected to King Kong, but some of my early earliest childhood pictures, which I'm going to make sure Mike puts up on the website, uh, of me or, or me and my Kermit. I had a Kermit the Frog doll for the first ten years of my life, and I loved the fuck out of that thing. I even made him an hawk. Uh, I I love Kermit the Frog, so I'm gonna vote Kermit. John. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll repeat what I said before. King Kong, one trick pony. Kermit, uh, anybody who doesn't love Kermit, uh, I don't know. I, I have to uh, question their sensitivity as a human being. So, uh, Kermit the Frog. Another vote for Kermit. Karen? I'm going to vote for Kermit because if you stuck both of them in a room and made each of them sing Rainbow Connection, I bet Kermit would, would blow it out and King Kong would probably suck. That is a pretty big room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tiny microphone still. Oh, vote for Kermit. Uh, Mike, is it a clean sweep? You know, as much as I hate to vote against King Kong, uh, for all the reasons uh, I said in, in the last round, um, it, I mean, I, I hate to invoke the, it's Kermit, but it's Kermit. Uh, vote for Kermit the Frog, and Kermit the Frog moving on into the next round. On to our next fight. Fuck you. Fuck. Fuck you, Mike. This is a horrible fight. You did this to me, Mike. It is Fozzie the Bear versus Grover. And as uh, I love Kermit, I love Fozzie, I love Grover. Jesus Christ, These. this is a hard fucking fight. Fozzie versus Grover. Fozzie tells jokes. He was a horrible comedian, he, but he was funny because he was a bad comedian. Grover Grover was my generation's Elmo. Like, Elmo, for other people, and I don't like Elmo at all, there's a reason he's not on here, was what Grover was. Grover was, was very childlike. He was like a little kid. Uh, and you watch him today, he's still very much like a little kid, whereas some of the other ones aren't little kids, like Bert and Ernie aren't little kids. The Ashland Grouch, not a kid. But Grover is very much a kid. Big Bird is a kid, and and he's the one that you identify with, and he's the one that you you uh, well, he's Grover. So I've got to vote for Grover. John. Um. Yeah. Th- this is harder than it should be. You know. Um. Fozzie is entertaining. Grover, I think, uh, his naivete would get old after a while. Um, but Fozzie, it's like, you know, if you took Fozzie out and get him drunk, you know, you'd just be repeating the same old, lame, failed jokes over and over and over again. Um, with Grover, maybe there's some hope that, uh, that he'll learn, that, uh, you know, he'll, he'll mature. So, in this case, I'll go Grover. Uh, vote for Grover. Karen. I, I'm never going to vote anything but Grover. Um, I was never really one for the Muppets. They were just a teensy bit before my time. Um, but I love Grover and the way that he, you know, becomes this 
goes from just being a fuzzy blue monster wait as a waiter to you know saving fluffy kitty cats in trees. A vote for Grover, Mike. Uh, I'm also going to vote for Grover because I don't know what exactly he is. Fozzie's a bear, Kermit's a frog, but uh, Grover, he's something else. A vote for Grover and AJ. Is it a clean sweep? Uh, it is, absolutely. And the only reason is, is because I flipped a coin seven times and I could, wasn't satisfied with the answer. So I'm voting along with, it, with um, John just to lessen the triumph of wonder, uh, insult dog being voted out earlier. So. You're a beautiful human being. Thank you. A vote for Grover, and Grover moves on to a clean sweep. Powerhouse is there. Uh, on to our next fight. John, this one is yours. It is Gary Johnston versus Crow. Uh, this is actually easy for me. I think, uh, you know, pound for pound for the uh, number of years that we've had MST3K and uh, for the consistently quality writing and quality jokes, uh, Crow would have to win this. Um, you know, Gary is a great character. Team America is a pretty good movie. Um, but, you know, if I had to use that logic of what would I watch right now, I would go for MST3K. A vote for Crow. Karen? Uh, I'm going to vote for Crow, because at least if you're watching MS whatever face, you have something else to watch other than the fucking puppets, because I hate both of these. All right, we know which way she's voting next round. <laughs> Mike? Uh, you know, I, I, I also have... have gotten so much more entertainment out of uh out of mystery science theater and uh i i want to vote for crow and i'm hoping he moves on so i'd probably change my vote if anybody does try to do some sort of spite um but i'm going to vote for gary just because someone who has been on this show not this show tonight but on, on Geek Fights, one of the people who's been on an episode of Geek Fights once confessed to me that they uh, masturbated during this scene. So, uh, not through the, the sex scene in this, in this movie. So, uh, I'm going to vote for, uh, for him just for that. A vote for Gary Johnston. I didn't, I'm not sure that I masturbated during that scene. So, I know it wasn't me. I now want to get who it was, and I think I know. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, AJ. All right, well, let's, let's do the score here. There is one movie with Gary Johnson. There is countless seasons of Mystery Science Theater 3000, and Crow is just awesome. Crow. A vote for Crow. And, and it's not me. <laughs> well, he said nobody that's on this episode. Uh, so... Uh, a vote for Crow. I'm going to vote for Gary Johnston because now I want to know who masturbated during that really disturbing sex scene. It's really disturbing. I think he shits on her face, too. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> voting for Gary Johnston. But Crow is moving on forward. We are on to our next fight. Karen, this one is yours. It is Alien versus Alien. It is E.T. versus the Alien Chestburster. The Chestburster. I think E.T. is sort of a cuddly version of the Chestburster. Um, maybe they evolve from the same thing. Um, 
but at least the chest burster gets it done. And you get that cool effect where the ribs are all, you know, bursted out and it's trying to eat your face and it sticks its, you know, genitals down your throat and impregnates you. A vote for alien chest burster for face vaping you. Mike? Uh, I, I really want to vote for E.T. Uh, based on the uh, just the performance, the great puppet, great movie. But, uh, you know, one of my weaknesses is, is seeing a, a good fight down the road. And there's potential for Alien Chestburster versus Alien Queen in the next round. And uh, I got to give that a shot. A vote for Alien Chestburster. Uh, AJ. You know, only one of these have made me cry as a kid, and it wasn't the chestburster. So, uh, E.T. A vote for E.T. I could tie it up, but uh, I'm going to use the, the logic that Mike used way back before we even started doing this episode, but there, there's somebody in the E.T. suit. Like, there's somebody in there, like, walking around and stuff. So, that makes him not a puppet. That's why R2-D2 isn't a puppet. That's right, Mike. You said that shit. Alien chestburster. And, uh, John? I, you know, I, I think as a piece of movie technology, I think they're both pretty close. Like, yeah, you've got somebody in the E.T. suit, um, so I, I get where you are with that, with the logic, but I think just as a piece of, like, a sculpt and effects, uh, I think they're pretty much on equal ground in my mind. So, um... Uh, I think just for the uh, the sheer number of scenes that we got to see E.T. and uh, everything that, that that effect could do, I'm going to go with E.T. A vote for E.T. But the alien chestburster is moving through. On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. I know which way you're going to vote. It's Alien Queen versus Chucky. Yep, Alien Queen. A.J.? I second that. Um, uh, Mama's still gonna vote for Chucky. He's scary. Like literally, that is so terrifying because he's so fucking fast. That's what always bugged me about it. It wasn't the fact that the the puppet itself was very scary. It was the fact that he was on one side of the room, and then you would hear the footsteps—very quick footsteps, faster than anything could actually go—and he'd be on the other side of the room. That shit was freaky. So I'm voting Chucky. John? Uh, no, uh, Chucky is just annoying, and I would love to see the alien queen actually destroy Chucky. So I'm going to go with alien. Uh, vote for the alien queen and Karen. When the alien queen makes babies, she makes aliens and chest bursters. When Chucky makes babies, it's just really, really stupid. So the alien queen. And the alien queen gets the win, and she's moving on. On to our next fight. AJ, this one is yours. It is Waldorf versus Yoda. Oh, hands down, no doubt, Yoda. Um, Yoda, 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 Yoda. Um, Yoda. A vote for Yoda. I like Yoda a lot. But like I said before, Waldorf is just a dick. and I'm kind of a dick too, and I like him. So I'm going to vote for Waldorf. John? Um... You know, I'm I'm kind of there with you. Like uh, Yoda's cool and everything, but you know, Waldorf is uh, probably more entertaining. And 
again, I go back to that logic that I used with Fozzie. It's like if you uh, took them both out and got them drunk, Yoda would just become more incomprehensible than he already is. And I think Waldorf would be, uh, I think Waldorf would be a lot more fun. So I'm going to go Waldorf. A vote for Waldorf. Cameron. I'm going to go with uh, Yoda. And I, I'm not going to say why. Oh, come on. You got to say why it's now. Horrible. It's horrible, completely tangential logic. Doesn't matter. Do it. Okay. That's the best kind. If Bits, if you were to say allow them to perform oral sex, Yoda would make that mm-hmm noise. <laughs> uh, and, and Waldorf might just laugh at your genitalia. Uh, it is all tied up. Coming down to you, Mike. Where are you going? Well, uh, like I said, I put Waldorf on the list, but. Like you pointed out, I was the one that got Yeto eliminated on uh, on Star Trek versus Star Wars, uh, thus paving the way for Itchy to uh, take a very strange victory. Uh, so I was going to vote for Yoda just for that as an apology, um, although the uh, the mm-hmm is just kind of icing on that cake. So, a vote for Yoda. That's <laughs> so awesome. It works both ways. We're on to our next fight. Uh, it is Ludo from Labyrinth versus Moki from Fraggle Rock. Um, I gotta go Ludo. Ludo scared. John? Well, so we just came from Waldorf versus Yoda to Ludo versus Moki. Uh, this is... Wow. It's like going from graduate school to kindergarten in uh, in one step. Um, how do I choose the the lesser of two lame entries here? Um, man, uh, I, I'm gonna go Moki. I have no idea why, but I just am. A vote for Moki, Karen. I don't think either of these are lame. Both of these are dear to my heart. I've watched a lot of Fraggle Rock, and Moki is still the one that I, you know, want to share a room with. And she talks to plants and she makes friends with the little water monster. And yet Ludo is so cuddly and he sings to rocks. So I'm going to go with Ludo. I think those are all qualities that would drive me nuts (laughs) in a roommate. I'm just saying. But uh, yeah. (laughs) A vote for Ludo. Mike. Well, uh, as I mentioned, I have not seen Fraggle Rock. Uh, I have seen Labyrinth. I actually own Labyrinth on DVD, so I will vote for Ludo. Uh, For Ludo and AJ. Uh, Once again, I have never seen Fraggle Rock in English. And Labyrinth is awesome. I can watch it like once a year. So I'll be like, you know, I'm in the mood for Labyrinth and I'll watch it. But I've never been like, I want to know what they're saying in English. It never happens. So. Yeah, that's my vote. A vote for Ludo, and Ludo moves on. We are on to our next fight. It's for a spot in the Final Four. John, this one is yours. It is Titans of of Puppetry. It is Pinocchio versus Kermit. Uh, You know, that's a tough one, but uh, I I think I can very easily say that Kermit would get my vote. You know, what would I rather sit down and watch? Is it 
Pinocchio or is it uh, the original Muppet movie? And I would choose Muppet movie. So Kermit. A vote for Kermit the Frog. Karen. I'm going to go with Pinocchio because, because he becomes a real boy. He transcends being a puppet to, you know, become bigger than that. If Kermit transcended being a puppet and became a frog, he would not be awesome. A vote for Pinocchio. Mike. Damn, that's some good geek logic. Um. Mm, that's a good point. I, I hadn't considered that. I, uh, I, I think I will second the Pinocchio. A vote for Pinocchio. AJ. Well, as I see it, Pinocchio is just a costume, whereas Kermit has done charity work. You know, he's helped the wetlands. He sang It Ain't Easy Being Green. Uh, Kermit, just to me, seems like a much better choice. A vote for Kermit the Frog. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I will not vote against Kermit the Frog. Like, I'm almost tearing up that because Kermit almost went out. I am not kidding. This is how much I love Kermit the Frog. Love Kermit the Frog. I don't like him a lot. I love Kermit the Frog. He is a part of my childhood. I don't care. I don't care about Pinocchio. Plus, Pinocchio isn't anything other than fables. I'm going to go with Kermit the Frog, and Kermit the Frog is into the final four. We are on to our next fight. Karen, this one is yours. It's for a spot in the final four. It's Grover versus Crow. Grover. Need she say more? No. Mike? Mm, very, very, very tough. And I, you know, I don't typically go with the, you know, this is from my childhood routine. That's just not something that, that I, I do because a lot of that stuff has, has not left an impression. But strangely, Grover is one of the few things that did. Uh, so I'm going to go for Grover. Uh, vote for Grover. AJ. I've spent countless more hours watching Mystery Science Theater 3000 than I have ever watching Sesame Street. So I'm going to go with Crow. Uh, vote for Crow. Grover is the reason my sister can talk. Uh, I remember watching Sesame Street and hearing her first words, and it was repeating something that Grover said. This is over 30 years ago. Well, no, it's, it's like 29 years ago now. And uh, I got to vote for Grover. Like, as much as, as much as, as great as Crow is, Crow is a great character, Grover helped define the person I am. Helped define the person my sister is. Like, Pro is great. I will not deny it, but Grover is great too, so I'm going to vote Grover. I changed my vote. <laughs> You're changing your vote? Little sister talking versus drunk hours. You know, <laughs> that Trump's drunk time, so. Changing your vote to Grover as well. I go the other way, and you were going to say that because your sister can talk, and she hasn't shut the fuck up since then. No. Ooh, that's a good point. It is, I, I really can't stand her sometimes, but she's my sister, and I love her. So I, I've, got, I've got to vote for Grover, because honestly, I tell her shit that I probably don't tell anybody else in my family, because she's my sister. So uh, my vote goes to Grover. John? 
you know, let me just ask, though, how cool would it have been if your sister had learned how to talk vis-a-vis Crow the Robot? Because at that point, then, she would just have grown up making fun of Steve Reeves' movies, and that would be infinitely entertaining. No! So, Maybe um, she'd be less yeah. irritating. She'd definitely be man- mentally handicapped. She'd be, like, th- 12? 12 no, years old see- to say your first words? That's crazy! Grover, Grover's, uh, Grover's infantile. I think Grover's cool. I grew up with Grover, but Grover hasn't really evolved over the years. Crow, I don't know. I think Crow and I would get along better. Um, so I will be the, the one person to throw that vote for Crow. But Grover is moving yeah, into I the know. final four. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. That, <laughs> with puppets, there is a lot more childhood love than anything else because puppets were real when you were a kid. They, wor- they weren't puppets. They were another character, and especially Henson puppets. Henson puppets are so... We'll talk about that later. On to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. No Henson puppets. None whatsoever. Unless the alien chestburster or the alien queen was. Alien chestburster versus alien queen. You got it. You want it. It's yours. This one uh, is, is, is tough. Because, like I said, the chestburster really is one of the classic scenes. Even, you know, the classic shots of, of science fiction and, and, and film history in general. It's, it's just a powerful, powerful visual that, that spawns the franchise. But it's still just a, a, a quick thing, a little scream and a scurry away. Whereas the Alien Queen was this this sort of daunting evil that was hanging over over the movie. I mean, it's an evolution from chestburster to the larger alien to the largest uh, being the alien queen. I mean, it's it's the top of the alien food chain, so I think it's got to win. Oh, vote for alien queen. AJ? Well, the way I see it is that you could not have a chestburster without the alien queen, because someone's got to lay the eggs. And, like Mike said, um, the, the chestburster, that was a great cinematic event. But the Alien Queen, when it breaks loose and is ready to hurt and cause some damage, you get kind of nervous. And, you know, when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, shit, it is on now. So I'm voting the Alien Queen. A vote for the Alien Queen. Mike, didn't they do a, uh, a Todd McFarlane do an Alien Queen, like, monster figure? I don't know, probably. I remember, I remember an Alien Queen figure. Yeah, I think you did. Uh, and I remember it being awesome with all kinds of tails and whips and all kinds of shit, and it wouldn't move. Well, no, it was a McFarlane figure, so it didn't move. But I'm voting Alien Queen. John? Uh, I think AJ's logic wins here that uh, if you got an Alien Queen, it's only a matter of time before you have some Alien chest bursters. So in this round, it can just easily go to Alien Queen. Uh, vote for the Alien Queen. Karen, is it a clean sweep? Um, I think that the chestburster is actually a scarier monster. The alien queen is big, she's fightable, she is um, like the aliens, but bigger. The chestburster actually violates your body. Um, You don't know what's happening, and they didn't know what's happening initially. It just latches onto your face, and then everything seems to be okay. Um, And then you know, this thing is bursting out of your chest and you're dead. 
um, that's what gave that chick nightmares. It wasn't the alien queen. Um, it was chestbursters giving her nightmares. A uh, vote for the chestburster. Uh, but the alien queen makes it into the final four. And we are here at our last spot for the final four. AJ, this one is yours. It is Yodo, Yoda versus Ludo. You know, I want to pick Ludo just because, I mean, Ludo's great. And once again, he sings to rocks. But I sing to rocks. You know, they don't listen to me, but still. And Yoda, I mean, when you first saw him in the Dagobah system doing that stuff, that was pinnacle in, in movie making. Whereas opposed to Ludo was in one movie and... I had to remind people who he was when I mentioned him. So, I'm going with Yoda on this one. A vote for Yoda. <sighs> um, thinking it over, I, I do like Ludo, I remember the character, but w when they used the horrible puppet in Phantom Menace, the thing that was wrong with him was that the puppet was almost too good. It didn't move the way it used to. And you, you notice things like his ears didn't bob in the right way. Certain things that I think, if Frank even puppeteered him at that point, he just had forgotten how to be Yoda. But the fact that you knew that it, there was just something off about that puppet makes Yoda that much stronger. Uh, I don't know if you, if you did Ludo today that I wouldn't notice any difference. If they did Ludo, I would be like, oh, Ludo's cool. There is such a, a performance put together by Frank Oz with Yoda that I can't vote against it. I'm going to vote for Yoda. John? Uh, easy for me, Yoda. Karen? Ludo. I'm not going to sway anyone's vote, so I'm not going to try to try it. But I love him more than I love Yoda. A vote for Ludo. Uh, and Mike? Yep, it's Yoda. They gave him Einstein's eyes. They did, didn't they? And Yoda fills out the final four. We've got Kermit versus Grover, and the Alien Queen versus Yoda, and John, you've got this one, Kermit versus Grover. I, you know, I thought it would be tough, but this round, it just isn't. Um, I think Kermit all around is, uh, is just going to be the way to go here uh, over Grover. Kermit's got a little more uh, insight uh, into the world around him, a little more heart, I think. Grover's fun, Grover's cute, but uh, I think Kermit is, uh, is in it for the long run here. A vote for Kermit. Karen. Grover, but I can see where this is going. Kermit versus Yoda. Why vote for anything else at this point? Oh, a vote for Grover. Mike. Uh, I was actually going to vote for Grover. Um, because in, these, in, in this final four, uh, I'm going with physical fight. And I don't know what Grover is. So I think he probably has the potential to beat a frog. A vote for Grover and AJ. Well, they, they seem to be about the same size. So if, if Kermit got them in the water, Kermit would be able to get them underwater and hold his breath a lot longer than whatever he is, whatever Grover is. 
Plus, I have a hard time. Unless he's that. an extraterrestrial that develops super abilities in water. Oh, then he should be euthanized like Gizmo. <laughs> no luck. All right, I tried. I'm voting for Kermit just because it's hard to vote against Kermit. He's just awesome. It is very hard to vote against Kermit, but it is also very hard to vote against Grover. Um, both both of them, and I don't know. I, I don't know who puppeteers Grover. I know who who used to puppeteer Kermit, which is Jim Henson, and I think his son is now doing uh, Kermit the Frog. I, I, I there is a Henson at the helm of Kermit. I don't know who does Grover. Uh, if I use Mike's logic, Grover is super. Literally. He is super Grover. I've already said I, I can't vote against Kermit. Like they're, they're, Kermit has been there for me in bad times. Like, Rainbow Connection, and it's not easy being green. When I was young and awkward, because I'm still awkward, I'm just not young anymore. Th- those things helped me get through that stuff. And Kermit is one of those things that I've latched on to, and, and I identify with him feeling slightly awkward and out of place, and just doing the best he can. So I've got to vote Kermit. Rover was uh, done by Frank Oz. Was he Oz? Oh, I'm still going to go Kermit. And Kermit is into the finals. On to our next fight. It is the Alien Queen versus Yoda and uh, Karen. You take that one. I'm going to go with Alien Queen because I'm voting for anything that isn't green. Well, the Alien Queen has a greenish tinge to her, but okay. <laughs> and green blood. Yeah, yeah. A vote for the Alien Queen. Blood, which would totally dissolve the fuck out of Yoda. Yeah, that is a good point. Mike? Uh, like I said, physical fight, it's Yoda. Uh, vote for Yoda. AJ? Yeah, absolutely. Physical fight, it's Yoda. I mean, the acid blood, but then he can throw a lightsaber or drop a ship on it, on the alien queen. So, the acid blood just kind of sucks, but I don't think it'd be terminal. See? See, but, here's the thing. Um... The alien queen can take down Yoda rather easily. She can take him down in his sleep by sending an alien chestburster to fuck his face and infect him. That's all it takes. Chestbursters don't infect things. The, 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 the flying thing. No, the, you'd have to look inside the alien mm-hmm. egg and Yoda would never do that. Yes, he would. He's too smart. He's actually too sandwich. short to look into one of those things. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm still going to go alien queen. Fuck you, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to put Yoda out. Well, I can't really put Yoda out now. But Alien Queen, I'm voting for it. Uh, it's all tied up. It comes down to you, John. Where are you going? Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. Yoda. Karen called it. And now Karen isn't going to be voting anymore. So, wow. She's not voting for anything green. Oh, oops. I... As I, I wrote things down, I'm a little tired. I look to see the final fight, and I go, all right, the final fight is, and I was going to say it, Karen versus Yoda. I wrote down Karen's name on the line because it starts with a K, and I just started writing your name. But it is Kermit versus Yoda, and um, we're going to go with Mike to start that one. Uh, this is a very, very tough fight, and... um. 
ultimately it comes down to to two things. Uh, one, I really do love Star Wars more than the Muppets, and Yoda was an integral part of that. Yoda is my favorite Star Wars character. And uh, secondly, because you voted against it, um, that makes me want to vote for it. Uh, vote for Yoda. Uh, Karen, go ahead. Voting for Kermit because he's naked. That is a very good point. Kermit is naked. A vote for Kermit. Uh, John? I, this is really hard. These are both kind of iconic, uh, characters out of my childhood, of course. Um, you know what? I, I think the only slight edge here, um, that Kermit has, I mean, Yoda's badass and everything, but, uh, I think the only edge for Kermit is that Kermit is relatable. You know, Yoda is the wise old sage and always will be. And you get the impression that he was always, even in his younger days, a wise old sage. Kermit is one of us. And, um, you know, it's appropriate that the Jim Henson Studios are here at the old Chaplin Studios. And there is a Kermit on top of the Chaplin Studios dressed as Chaplin. And it's kind of this idea of like the everyman character that that permeates films, you know, for for all time. So uh, on that, um, I think Kermit really kind of has to win this. So my vote goes to him. A vote for Kermit, AJ. Well, let's see. Um, Yoda goes way back. I mean, he's great, but at one point he didn't see the simple equation of. This one Jedi will bring balance to the Force. Sith travel in two, but there's a whole council of Jedi. To me, that's kind of a dumb mathematical approach there. And the other thing is that Kermit has done a world of good for everything. I mean, he's done charity work. He's made people. He, I mean, he, he's made people feel better about themselves. He made people just. And he's been there a lot more than Yoda. I mean, Yoda's great, but Yoda is. That is unreachable in real life, but trying to be like Kermit, if you really want to be like a Muppet, you could be like Kermit. I'm voting Kermit. A vote for Kermit, and I will very quickly vote for Filler Up Phil, Kermit the Frog himself. And Kermit the Frog is the best puppet of all time this week, until we do it again and have some folks on here who aren't so squishy about Henson. That's going to be <laughs> tough. I, it, it really is tough. Uh, because the Henson puppeteering is second to none. I mean, because you look at it, we've got Labyrinth on here, which is Henson. Uh, Fraggles. There's so much Henson stuff on here, and it really did. And Even Yoda was Frank Oz, who was a, a Henson guy. It's Henson puppet, goddammit. Oh, well, Henson-ish puppet. But uh, the... the that that that's why I cried when he died in nineteen what was that ninety one ninety two because I thought it was going to end. Thank goodness it hasn't. Uh, thank goodness they've carried on the the great tradition of great puppeteering and great puppets and puppet love, and puppet sex, and puppet fucking. Although that is one thing I don't like about Kermit. Why the fuck does he fuck with Miss Piggy? I don't like her at all. I hate that bitch. She's clearly a stalker. I mean, come on. There is something wrong with her. There needs to be a restraining order. Seriously. (laughs) 
I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, check out Backlot D for new movie news and lots of contests for all DVD needs. Check out DVDgeeks.tv. Need Star Trek? Who doesn't? Look no further than Subspace Communique and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Special thanks goes to Karen and a little bit of Chris Mitchell. He's been taking over. He's been doing a few blogs every now and again for being our web presence. Well, actually, Karen is our web presence. <laughs> Check out what she's doing on the Tumblr. And Chris is also helping out on, on Tumblr. And, of course, Jared Formby for the pimped-out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Karen? No. No? Okay. Uh, AJ? Yeah, is it too late to vote for Serenity? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> You're like 14 episodes too late. All right. Well, in that case, uh, please check out my word, website, nerdifiedgames.com. And I'd also like to close out with Mike Ortiz's The King of the Geeks. All right. Uh, John? Uh, yeah, just uh, thanks for the support. And uh, check out dvdgeeks.tv, where we'll be back up and running uh, probably by the time you hear this podcast. And uh, join us for some parties and panels at Star Trek Las Vegas. We're looking forward to that. And please, for God's sake, go rent or buy Captain Scarlet and the Mysterons on DVD. It's very cool. It will blow your mind what they can do with puppets. All right. Mike! Uh, you can find me on the Zod Complex podcast and the Week in Geek video show. Both of those you can find at ZodComplex.com. You can check us out at GeekFights.net, uh, where we have a list of show ideas, uh, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, some slash fiction, and more. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network, or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks! Our upcoming fights are, let's see, next week, see, I don't even have to look. Next week is Best Weapon, uh, and after that, <laughs> Michael Felsher, Evil Mike is back. It's going to be Best Bad Movie. That's going to be fun. Any on hall ideals, you're welcome. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions. And rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told and some choose to believe it. I know they're wrong, wait and see. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection. The lovers, the dreamers, and me. I wonder if Shatner ever gets those moments like in Emperor Record, Empire Records where girls like throw their virginity at him. Um, I'm going to say in the 80s it happened. Yeah? Because that was pretty much the height for the original series, right? Big 80s? Yeah. Well, because, well, conventions in the 70s, uh, how many girls would he have actually wanted to bang that were going to those conventions? Probably not too many. 
There could have been one or two. Uh, maybe. And and at that point, are they actually going to throw their virginity at him? But right. but in the eighties, you've got all the movies coming out. He's a movie star at that point. But he was a big, fat, old movie star. And <laughs> when is that? I don't think anybody would throw their virginity, but they definitely threw something else. Yeah. It reminds me of a story about uh, Walter Koenig. <laughs> wait, wait, what? It, it, may be, it may be left best unsaid. Which reminds me of a story of me and Walter Koenig. Wait, whoa. No, not, not me. Not me. <laughs> Just, oh, God, no, not me. Is this the sweet sound that calls the young sailor? The voice might be one and the same. I've heard it too many times to ignore it. It's something that I'm supposed to be. Someday we'll find it, the rainbow. The lovers, the dreamers, 